watching prohibition fall down. All right, I think it's top of the week to you, Scotty. Time to wake and bake. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only had one toke off my bowl so far, so I'm going to have to let you do some talking on and off to make sure I get the equal. I don't think I get the equal amount of toking as you do on the show, but... Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. I'll sneak a couple bong hits in here. and well, You're always talking, so you know what I mean? It gives me plenty of time to, to smoke, no? Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> Speaking of talking, on today's show, we're going to tell you what we're talking on, what the DGC's smoking on, as well as what's growing on. A lot of owns. What's on, growing on? on. Uh, Scotty, apparently you can't get rid of this skunk, which uh, I might be able to help you out. I don't know. Please do. I will listen to that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the rat back, man, but I did see a bear. Got a little video, actually, of that. That's badass. <laughs> we got a DGC calling, man. Canacrat out of Illinois giving a great fall prohibition report. Really excellent. Revolving the union and drug testing. Uh, very interesting, so we'll cover it. In the news, in the news, cannabis man, I don't know what exactly their play is with this. Uh, more big stories coming out. This one's titled Organ Vape Death. Patient used THC device from dispensary. I don't even think, I think I know your take, Scotty. Well, you know what, though? I had a really good discussion with Mr. Burgundy. I wonder if his first name's Ron. But he represented some really good points. So between him and Guru, uh, I, will take it, I will take the rebuttal, sir. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, it looks like you have quite a bit to say here. I well, like that. That is Mr. That. Burgundy, man. That is not me, sir. That is Mr. Burgundy. We also have an angry Ohio man demanding his cannabis back after confiscated by the police. And uh, <laughs> Is there a video of that? Please let there be video of that. <laughs> That's pretty, it's a pretty good one. Stay tuned. I want it now. <sighs> before that, before that, guys. DGC membership. How are you DGC doing out there? Running strong, always working on benefits. This month, we're giving away the HLG 550 V2 R-Spec, yeah. which is a $1,000.50 light. does a 5 by 5 area, so somebody is going to get hooked up that's supporting this show at $10 a month, Scotty. I love it. Yeah. It's actually a beautiful, beautiful light right there. Uh, as well, you get 30% off recharge, free seeds from Seeds Here Now, Canadian DGC. Stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have you hooked up shortly. Uh, as well as the DGC outlets, 30% off. And more importantly, than, more importantly than any of that is so you can keep hearing this show. No shit, man. Like, we don't do the drive. There's a lot of great uh, Radio Lab, NPR. They have a lot of podcasts. You know, they stop programming. They do the drive. You need the funding. We have, you know, multiple, a lot of different equipment. I don't know how many cameras now. This started as an audio show. I thought it was crazy when you said we should start filming it, too. But why not? Why not? Uh, oh, you got the guru. I promise you make it look good. Yes, as well as uh, keeping Guru on board, being able to, to to have him around, cost a little bit of money, you know. Hey. Maybe we'll give him a raise one day. Talent but, and <laughs> cheap, sir. All right, ten dollars a month on DudeGrows.com. Under support us, there's you can buy an annual membership there, a little bit of a better deal. Reoccurring, cancel anytime. You're entered right into these drawings. Our drive is a thousand members. Once we get to a thousand right. shows, and we only have ninety nine to go, Scotty. <laughs> I like that you said, please cancel anytime. Every once in a blue moon, you'll get one. You get an email that says, "Please cancel my account," and I will always just think to myself, "Huh, I wonder what I said." Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent of the time, I know it's me. Check the comments. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get high for the show here. Yes. So the DGC is smoking on first grow ever. By Billy Bong Thornton, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Very talented. Very talented, yes. Billy Bong. Him and Dank Sinatra. All right. <laughs> what up, DDC dude, Guru, and the rest of the crew from up here in Canada, a.k.a. Recharge Prohibition Land? Mm. 
<laughs> I'm a new member, been watching for a while and picking up the great tips along the way. You guys mentioned a recent show you wanted people to post pic of nugs. Yes, sir. I don't know if these are dank enough to make the cut, but here you go. Looking good to this me. Is, as the, the title mentions, it was my first ever grow in a small two and a half by two and a half foot tent. So only grew the one plant. It's an auto flower from Dynafem. Took 82 days from seed to harvest for this critical jack auto under 20 slash four hour, 20 hours on, four hours off. That is nice. Under three months from seed to harvest. Yeah. Um, he that said he just got that thing. seven. He's using HLG. So 135 watts, guys. Think about your like 100 watt incandescent bulb. This is yep. 135 watts. He just got over seven ounces of bud. Um, what's the ratio? Anybody got the quick math of grams per watt there? No, what is that? Uh, 20 grams per ounce? I don't fucking know. What do I know, dude? I know that is almost a half pound, correct? Uh, yes. Look at you. Now that's good oh, math, sir. Off of 135 watts. Good looking nugs, man. I am more and more impressed. Not saying I am shitting on photos or whatever, but with these autoflowers, and congrats on that first grow ever. I'm glad we were able to help if we oh, did. Isn't that about a gram and a half per watt? So that makes it 135. I thought Guru would have done the math while we were talking already. Oh, he's obviously doing something. He's probably on the phone. I think it's called, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the apps these days. Anyway. Uh, it's called Calculator. And, you know, fuck you to the teacher that said I would never have a calculator everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> what are you guys getting iry with over there? All right. So this is it's an interesting situation. We went to go grab some weed a couple days ago. And I was like, I don't know. This jar is empty. This jar is empty. And I think we were down to like our last couple nugs. Had a little bit of dabs, but there's no substitute for flowers. So uh, we started busting out the jars behind us. Guru's Outdoor from last year. Hey, how's it holding up? It's cured up pretty good, in all honesty. <laughs> I will tell for you. Being, for being uh, just left in a plastic bin for like a year and not really in jars or curing properly, sure. once you put it in a jar, it kind of redistributes moisture and it's still pretty good. I will tell you, I was 50 yards away and I saw the warehouse guy smoking a joint and they were like, you want to hit this? And I was like, no. <laughs> I could see from 50 yards away, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hit it. You know why? Because it was way too fat, man. Big leafy buds, you get them big fat joints. I could smell it from 50 feet, 50 yards. You could just go by the smell. You just knew it was too fat? That's I, I, know, I, I knew it, it was leafy. I could smell the leafiness. And then, mm. I knew, and then when I saw how big and fat it was, I was like, that's a low-quality joint, man. That's the way I roll low-quality joints. Medium-quality, gotcha. guru, medium-quality, all right? It was delicious. It wasn't dank as fuck. Uh, I think I've insulted so, Guru. He's not talking anymore. <laughs> I had to ask about the out last, usually, not usually, sometimes when people say, I'm out of flower, so I'm smoking last year's outdoor, you're like, oh shit, I don't know if I want to try that. Right. I was a little but snooty about it. I have a neighbor with some of last year's outdoor, and it's not that great. I called it weed light, but it's okay. So I'm medicating with uh, custom. I'm working on a custom. Remember, I talked about a blend yesterday, and I have about probably five, six different varieties around. And one of them, Apollo 13, it's a little strong for me. It gets, it's just a little, it almost takes me not helicopter high, but it's kind of hard to focus. So I'm thinking maybe I'm going to put that into my mountain biking blend. I'm going to make a mountain biking blend, Scotty. So you want to be and helicopter high during your mountain biking? No, I'm going to bring it down. Right. I'm going to bring it down with some else, some other indica I have maybe. No, I was just thinking about it, man. Uh, I see different things like I was joking with, oh, it's a mountain biking blend and it's marketing. And when you go into the dispensaries, sometimes, not all of them, I'll see a company that has like two products. It's like, oh, this is the daytime 
This right. is the nighttime. Yeah. Which one? Which one do you want? This one's sativa, and this one's indica for nighttime. Well, what happens if I take the nighttime in the daytime? Oh, you'll you freak know? out. You'll just go goofball, dude. I just thought that was hilarious marketing that you're gonna. Okay, guys, let's call it daytime and nighttime with it's no other information. Getting bored. We were just talking. Dang, who was it? Was uh, Kyle from Nomad? We were talking with. I don't know, Guru, we should release that. It was like a five-minute rant of just ranting about fucking... That there's not really a sativa and not really an indica. It's kind of all just key, different chemotypes of stuff. Yeah. And that, like that there are sativas that have terpenes that only show are only supposed to show up in indicas, but they'll have them in high numbers. It's just where everything to this point has pretty much been hybridized. And it's like in the 70s, they had light beer and dark beer. You know, it took a while for them to develop until they're like, <laughs> Do you like the light we or dark? Yeah, right? Don't get me wrong. There's definitely flower cannabis out there that can make you really tired or assist in sleeping versus some that don't at all. So, all right. Let's get into what's growing on here, man. Yeah. All right. You down? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do we what do we got right off the top here? Is this a link here? I don't know. You tell me. You put this. Oh, in, this is my own my own work here. Yeah, this is interesting, guys. This is off of uh, somebody popped this up on dudegrows.com. This is from Tallywhacker. Tally Walker, sorry. Double O. <laughs> hey, what's the difference, man? It says ready for road trip. Uh, and we got I just we can chime in on this, and I thought some other people might find it interesting. This goes greetings from Rocky Top. Where's Rocky Top? I don't know. Just wanted to check in with a short post. Last week, I had asked the community their thoughts on where my wife and I should move if leaving Prohibition land for greener growing pastures. <clears throat> if I was, It was really cool to get everyone's perspective. I think we've narrowed it down to two states, about completely two different states, Colorado or Florida. Oh, we've both lived in both, Scotty. Those are quite different states, man. More specifically... Pensacola Panhandle area of Florida or Fort Collins, Colorado, in the northern front range there. I guess my question is this. Is it really, I think this is your question, Scotty. Is it really freezing all the time there or what? <laughs> and is Florida, we can answer that first. No. No, the it's Front not. range of Colorado and all over in Colorado has a lot of different climates. But it can be hot as hell. It can be mid-50s, January. Yeah, it's basically the, perfect. It's sunny 310 days out of the year here. Um, I still go to Florida in the winter. Winter's depressing me here. <laughs> but yeah, so the answer to that, no. And the next question is, and is Florida a complete waste of time for growing until rec is legal? Yes. Yes. Uh, unless a, you wanted the whole... Florida is one of those dirty, dirty, dirty cities, or, or states rather, filled with dirty cities. But yeah, they're just out to take really big business money. I think it costs like $40 million just to get a license for, for growing cannabis. Uh, you can grow hemp fairly easily, but who knows what the market is there? You've got a huge you know, sugar operations and citrus operations uh, that just have the economies of scale and the infrastructure already. So it's really going to be tough to compete. What about... Pensacola versus Fort Collins, or I don't know much about Pensacola's the quality of life or nice areas. Place, military, you know, military base, all that kind of stuff that gives it a you know a, a military vibe to it. Very nice place, but it's very hot. It is very very hot in the summers there, and these six months of the year, it's unbearable. Okay, we'll go on here. It says I heard Guru and Scotty mention that they have been to Asheville on your DDC 898 show. Is that North Carolina? Asheville is North Carolina. It's fucking beautiful. It's actually Fort man. Collins' sister city. Yeah, I would say it's very similar to Fort Collins, yeah. New Belgium, New Belgium's East Coast Brewery is there, too. 
Okay, he goes, I was born and raised there, but now live in Tennessee. He goes, the same thing as Asheville, just more twang and less mountains. Um, he's been there for 25 years now. He wants to know, how does Western North Carolina compare to where you're at? Long story, but I don't fly anymore. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I'll bet you. I'll bet you that has to do with being on the no-fly list, which has got to <laughs> be a great story. I would have been there already scouting it out. Anyway, any guidance would be super cool. Thanks. Much love. All right. So where's the best place for cannabis uh, Cannabis freedom? I might say, shit, straight, straight cannabis. I'd say Michigan, right? Because aren't the backpack days still alive uh, there? Oklahoma. Yeah, but are the backpack <laughs> days? I mean, Michigan, a lot of people live there. Oklahoma, it's like $5,000 for a commercial license. Right now. Right now. But in Michigan, can't you just walk into the dispensary with no license and sling it? I think you have to, I mean, no, you have to be a licensed uh, medical. I think it depends on what your goals are. Are you trying to make money or are you just trying to not be, you know, worried about the man fucking with you for possession or just token? I can tell you that uh, from a perspective of just feeling free, like Portland's pretty freaking awesome, like walking around open smoking. You can still potentially get in trouble. Don't be ignorant, but plenty of people are just walking around with spliffs, which is is nice. You do that in the Midwest in some states, you're getting the cops called on you within a couple minutes at least. Absolutely. And you should so. walk around town with spliffs. I think that's a little bit loud, no? It's like me with my booming bass, yo. I say if, as long as you're not in the, the, you know, some different cities have the no smoking zones or nicer right. part of the, the restaurant patio dining and shit like sure. that. Sure. But where anybody else can smoke a cigarette, hell yeah, I think you should be able to blaze. Florida, I will say it's so humid and there's so much rain that you are stuck to greenhouse. So you're going to be growing in a greenhouse in Florida. You do light, light depths are getting popular there. That humidity is tough to deal with. It's, you know, you will have to find good strains or strains that work there. I'll bet you the cookies with the smaller buds would work there as opposed to those huge colas that are going to get bud rot. So it can be difficult, you know. Yep. And so yeah. we'll, we'll say, I'm going to say the boat, go up to Fort Collins. If you want to be hip from now on, call it FOCO. All right. I'm learning around here in my area, Scott. There's a POCO. Somebody said they're going to Van. I'm like, where's Van? I didn't even put what? Van and Vancouver together. Jesus. Come on. I even could put that one going. Like, you're going to your Van? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. What's up with this skunk? Is this skunk, it's a repeat offender around your property? Man, the skunk's fucking with my sleep, man. When you fuck with my sleep, it's like fucking with my emotions. Oh, I didn't I'm think saying. they just sprayed for the hell. Like, uh, if something's going after it and yeah, it's spraying. Yeah, my dog. I got a hound that goes after it and runs in through the doggy deer door. And just, uh, yeah, nothing like being woken up slowly by a horrible skunk smell. Like, for a second, you think it's good? Like, the garden's good? The no, go. no. <laughs> no, I don't. Not even a second. Now it's in my brain where I go, shit. I know wow. what happened. Yeah, you end up tomatoing the dog. By the way, tomato paste works really good to get it off the dog. But I was just thinking about your rats. Fuck rats. Fuck hey, skunks, rats, man. Yeah, all that shit can... There's a reason they make uh, certain types of guns that they call varmint guns. Thank you. For killing varmints. Thank you. Dude, why are you in the notes here? It says my rat can suck it. If you guys didn't catch up on the show, I had a, a rat out in front of my house while I was working. It was just crawling through my landscape. I went over with a shovel and it just like sat and looked at me. And then I went back down to sit to work and it came over and like sat on my hose and like perched up and just watched me work. I'm like, this rat's like reincarnated somebody that knows me or some shit. So I'm not quite sure what to do. And I haven't seen it since, Scotty. So I think it was just passed on by. So what was the point of me killing it? One rat. You got me with that reincarnation thing, man. They talk about that. I'm like, fuck. 
if I don't come back as a rat, man. <laughs> I was just thinking about like skunks, rats. You know what got me thinking about it? Dude sent me this video today of a bear at his house. Oh yeah, you could play play this play this shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, just hit like the first ten seconds. You guys are watching. I, I just walk out. There's a bear in my backyard. They're just fat now and getting ready to hibernate. Kind of hey, lethargic. You can't say. And that. I walk out. I'm in my robe actually, and I just go, "Yo, bear." <laughs> kind of, kind of cared. Right, you can see right. it does a slow strut away. Then <laughs> I lean down and pick up a little piece of landscaping gravel to throw at it, and it didn't really care about that. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, so why did we look at that bear and we're like, oh, that's so fucking cool, man. Wow. And then you see a rat. I'm like, fucking kill it, man. Like the equivalent, if we're treating the rat the same, which I didn't, is like I walk out the door to the bear and just immediately start blasting on it. No question. Right. Asked. Like, why, why do we think of like rats? And uh, I was thinking about other things we think are just so disgusting. You know, like if you they've see, been like, perceived. I know exactly why. How many how many movie, television, crazy show scenes have you seen with a bunch of rats and it's eerie shit? Either running through a sewer, sure. sewer people swimming in water, and Wait, rats are around. But or they something. didn't invent that. Rat, do that rats, it freaks us out. Rats are are not like a misconception that they are disease carrying vermin that have caused one of the greatest plagues to ever uh, like. Come to come to Earth. It wiped out like fifty to eighty percent of Europe's population yeah. in the Middle Ages. Like that was rats, and that's they why did yeah, that. if they had had if they had killed rats, they wouldn't have had that problem near as bad. And that's this why is like, British Columbia free forest rat, though it's not those kind. It's just, it's, oh yeah, so that they didn't have those back in the day. There were only city <laughs> rats back in the day. <laughs> But that's why there's a lot of religions that when you go to someone's home, uh, you take your shoes off. There's a lot of things that require washing of the hands in religion. And it really does have to do. They didn't know about germ theory back then. They didn't know what was going on. But people were getting wiped out by rats, maggots, uh, cockroaches. Oh, dude, remind me. I think there's something in a Middle Eastern religion uh, where you don't you don't eat with your left hand. I think that's because you wipe your ass to wipe with hand, homie. Well, no, and, and then there's also ones that don't eat pork because pork uh, has a lot more parasites in it than other meats do, especially if it's not cooked properly. Yep, yep. Not the British Columbia, you know, free-range pork, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was Sorry. interesting thinking about that, why we're so disgusted by certain things. Well, and plus, bears right. have been Hollywood, or whatever, I was going to say Hollywood eyes. Right. Not really, but, you know, we got Yogi. Come on. But they Smoking. Hollywoodized him. Look at how many cool bears there are out there. But, but they Hollywoodized them because people like them and think they're cute. They didn't just be like, we're going to make people think bears are cute. They're like, oh, people think rats are disgusting. Let's make those the bad guys. You know. Remember how, how ass backwards we were not that many decades ago where they just throw trash piles out for the bears to eat? Yosemite or uh, Yellowstone Park, one of the two or both. So people could drive up in their cars and watch the bears eat off the trash pile. Dude, we have been ass backwards for a long time. Now we're just hey, ass backwards to, with the internet. They used to use rats to torture people. They put it in a metal bucket and then heat up the metal bucket and make it just eat into somebody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Middle Ages was rough, man. Like, there's yeah. just bad stuff going on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not such an easy life, sir. Uh,. Yeah, we can. I'll make a note to have some commentation on that on another show. I guess I were, when, the most I've learned about the Middle Ages is from that uh, 
one comical show. Oh, what's the community? Monty Python seen? and the Search for the Holy Grail. There we go. That's if you want to learn about the Middle Ages, watch that show. Good luck, man. Think about if you didn't understand germ theory and somebody would show up, you'd shake somebody's hand. You shook their left hand. Like, and I'm serious. That's the hand that you wipe your butt with, man. Or people wipe their butts with, and that's why you don't shake it. And if you had shaken somebody's left hand and then you got sick, wouldn't you be pretty superstitious about not shaking anybody's hand? And there's actually What's my wife supposed it? to do? She's left-handed. I don't know. That's a good question. Do you always have to shake with your dominant hand? Yes. You always have to shake with your right hand. Hell yeah. And you squeeze the shit out of the other person. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What if, you're like, am, what if you're ambidextrous like I am? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm left-handed. I still shake with my right hand. I'm going to fuck somebody up shaking with my left hand and be like, <laughs> gotcha. You have shaken with an overshaker before, right? Where they just, you're like, why are you squeezing so hard? Yeah. What do you have to prove? I love it. I love it. All right. We got a call in. Numbers 844-420-2420 on the homepage of dudegrows.com. This is the can of crap out of Illinois. Uh, and man, this is some good shit. Let's put, this is like a professional news reporter dropping it. Yeah. Give this a few minutes. Very interesting. Hey, Scotty dude and the whole crew. This is the can of crap checking in from Illinois with a fall of prohibition report actually regarding my unit. A few months back, I started anonymously emailing our union president questioning how we as a union could financially support the political campaign for J.B. Pritzker, who at the time was running on a platform of legal and cannabis at the top of his agenda. Yet they were still going to randomly test union members. Why can't we partake was one of my biggest questions. We have a medical program here in Illinois, but it doesn't, the union doesn't recognize the quote unquote doctor's recommendation as a prescription. If you were to test dirty, they still have the power to put you in a substance abuse program. Now fast forward to J.D. Christopher getting elected signing the rec bill that'll go into effect, on, into effect on January 1st, and I really want to know how they were going to handle it. Uh, after a few more emails um, that I have sent anonymously, the president finally replied. Um, to sum it up, he supports removing cannabis from the testing schedule, gave me his phone number, and asked me to give him a call. Followed up with another email ensuring that this would be a confidential phone call. Obviously, I couldn't help myself to my company or anything like that. Um, and on the 8th of August, we spoke. We had a very fruitful conversation. He let me know that he, all of our business agents, most of the contractors, and an obvious majority of the members want, wanted cannabis removed from the testing schedule. He told me they were having a board meeting this week, last week of August here, um, to address the issue. Stemming from my email, another member, uh, and another member who's in the med program, uh, who was testing dirty, and uh, his, his company actually didn't mind, but obviously they were breaking rules, so they had to figure out what to do. Um, great news. Uh, he let me know as of January 1st, 2020, uh, same time Illinois goes wreck. the union, while still having random drug testing, they will completely remove cannabis from the test schedule. Uh, he was very happy to tell me that, and I was obviously very happy to hear that. Uh, there's still there are still a few stipulations that are, that will be job site job site specific. Um, some general contractors are still able to test you for them to for you to work on the job. Um, they can't do anything if um, you, you get hurt on the job or you hurt someone else. If your employer does have uh, testing for that, they can still test you. You can obviously 
be dealt with from there. Um, but it's great news for us. But until it goes through, I'll keep the uh, particular union a ghost. Hopefully it starts to trend with unions and paying dues members. Peace to the crew. All right, the one thing I like about that, thanks, Canicrat, is he's, he stepped up. He's a letter writer. What's that? He's a letter writer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anonymous email sender slash got the call in. Uh, it's the people when they do like to, people love to complain across the board. I just like to say, well, what did you do? Did you go to that meeting or did you, you know, it, 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 wait, is it et cetera? I'm supposed to do et cetera. Et cetera. Whoa, look at you with the pronunciation. You're like a professional broadcaster. What I didn't, what at the end of that, Scotty, the one thing I, did it say you're still potentially screwed if you get hurt on the job and they drug test you? What it says is a lot, what I got out of it was a lot of employers are, they might look the other way because they don't give a shit about weed. There's no big moral opposition to weed. So they might be like, hey, what do I care? But if you get hurt on the job or there's an accident and they drug test you, you're in trouble. So the random UAs is one step. Like if you get, they, they taken cannabis out of that, it sounds like are going to here coming up in 2020, January. Right. But that still completely sucks. And I think it might be the employer's decision. I know when I got hurt on the job doing tree work. It's not the employer's decision at all. It's the the insurance company that carries their uh, employment insurance for people. And I thought, uh, well, when I, the hospital had to call my employer, they to specifically, they asked my employer if they wanted the, they wanted me to be drug tested. And he said, no, don't worry about it. So I guess your employer isn't in this, in this union though. Yeah, we weren't unionized. But regardless, that does still completely suck considering how, what are they going to base that on, Scotty? Nanograms? Oh, he had X amount of nanograms when that forklift fell over. He definitely was hot, too high to operate. You know? <laughs> it kind of depends. I, I don't know if they if it falls under the same uh, like guidelines like a uh, DUI would, where they really have to be able to prove impairment. I guess it would really de- like state-by-state basis on how they do that. Yeah. Uh, because if you got on the job, but it was, you had smoked four days ago, but you still popped hot for it. There's gotta be some, uh, recourse in court for that, for you're not impaired while you were there when that happened. And it's not the reason the accident happened. Yeah. But there's really? also situations with, if, I mean, if someone had never smoked weed before and then they did and tried to drive a forklift, I could see something going wrong. Couldn't agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to stop saying couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more, Guru. <laughs> I drove the forklift at Home Depot for a little bit. Yeah, I grew, drove it better on weed, okay? Now, forklifts uh, yeah. are actually one of those things you can totally fuck up on weed because you have to look up. I'm not used to looking up when I'm driving a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you hit the roof again. <laughs> but it just, it, this reminded me of like he actually got through, was able to change something. I uh, can't say that it's exactly, uh, you know, he hasn't gotten exactly what he needs yet, but. He's pushing it. It just reminded me of like politics. I caught a podcast recently. I think it's called Americans Hidden Duopoly. And it was just about like why politics. Duopoly? Duopoly. You have monopolies, which is, God forbid you have a monopoly. Everybody breaks it up. But you have a duopoly. You have Coke and Pepsi or the Democrats and Republicans. And all of a sudden everybody's okay. You know, it's okay. There's two of them. And I just caught this podcast about uh, why politics suck. And it talked about they're just designed to suck, man. <laughs> they're designed to work that way. And it basically the, the bottom line was it's fucking easier to convince dumb people or poorly educated people to vote a certain way than it is to convince a very intelligent, rational person that's going to weigh, weigh their decisions I was saying that to dude, if I give you a million bucks, if we both have a million bucks and we both have to uh, 
figure out whose minds we're going to change or how get people to vote for us. I'd rather take the poorly educated than the than the real intellectuals because I'm gonna have a hard time. The intellectuals are gonna give me a lot of points. They're gonna give me like complaint counterpoint. It ain't gonna work in a simple fear based commercial. And I was just thinking about that. And then think about who runs the whole commercial game. It's the six guys that control the media, the multi billionaires that control. You mean like commercial TV commercials? Well, like NBC, CBS, <clears throat> Viacom. Okay. All those guys run the, the media. They run the TV. They, they've got all the little stations on top of all the big stations. They've got like Vice and the online media companies. So if you want to get elected, you've got to deal with these. You've got to buy shit from these guys. And just the same way HLG supports us and we make sure we give them a, a nice promo about their 550, let everybody know how good it is. If you give millions and millions of dollars to Viacom, you know, CBS to buy commercials, they're probably going to report on you, you know, on the evening news. No? Uh, yeah, definitely. Depending on where you're going, there's a, a, I can not wrap it up, but you're talking about the, the agenda. That is there with certain networks bought agenda. Yeah, well, they're, uh, they're, they're the the politicians are the customers. The poli- really, it's the the lobbyists. The politicians really work for the lobbyists. Like I said, that's why we're lowest on the totem pole. I thought they worked for us. According to Jeff Lowenfels, we forget that they work for us, Scotty. You think about it. If I'm going to give you, we, me and you are going to give to whatever politician, we give them five hundred bucks, and we're like, dude, that was a big deal for me. I gave five hundred bucks. I expect some things. I'm going to write you letters and get mad if you don't write me back. And then you think about the lobbyist group that gives $2 million to a media company to talk about how great you are on the CW channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. and did, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's interesting how dirty it is. It's interesting how it's designed to keep. Then think about it. It's like Coke and Pepsi, the two big leaders, like the Democrats and the Republicans. Hey, why don't we just make rules to not let anybody else in? Hey, you know, let's, what guru, what'd you call it? Gerrymandering? Yeah, well, and, it, and it's a lot more prevalent in the South, right? Where whichever put in it, and it happens on both sides of the political aisle. Whichever political party is in power, like in that state, uh, they draw up the voting lines for that state. So they'll kind of split up different groups of people that that, that they think would vote a certain way to try and make sure that uh, if there's one area that they know would vote for the opposition, split it up into five different areas with majority of your people yep. around them so that they can in, almost ensure that they, they get voted in, even if uh, it's contrary to what like the popular vote for that that part would have been. And you got all these gangs that, uh, that you know, in political gangs that really kind of solidify votes. You know, one of them that's coming to mind just because my buddy said he met him. Uh, my buddy was here that works for the airlines and he goes, man, I peed next to the Reverend Al Sharpton. <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, oh, I guess so. so wait, I, that justifies meeting somebody if you pee next to him? Uh, he peed next to him. Hey, I, on him a I, little bit. And then I actually uh, kind of accidentally shook his hand and didn't know whose hand I was shaking at uh, Obama's first inauguration. Ah. Was, there, was there on a school field trip? It wasn't there. Like, Dude, Al Sharpton wait, should be a rapper. Wait, wait, Just wait, so wait, you know, I'm my, my political affiliation is weird and not for either Republican or Democrat. Time out for a second. You shook Al Sharpton's hand. Yeah, I did. I, I, hopefully it was his, his right one. Oh, dude, I could tell you it doesn't matter because the one thing that my buddy said, he goes, I peed next to Al Sharpton. He didn't wash his hands. And then he went right outside and started shaking people's hands. Hopefully that's a development since like 2008. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. My buddy was appalled. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Let me give a quick scenario. Um, <clears throat> I just left my house. 
uh, I was clean. I've taken a shower. I go out. I go somewhere, and I only open uh, door handles with my pinky. By the way, I keep all my eating things. Are you clean. doing justification for you not washing your hands? Every and then I go this. into the bathroom. A couple in Portland. With Portland has a lot of my favorite urinals. They're the full length ones where you're Bro, just peeing Por- on the floor. Portland at this Japanese restaurant we went to had one of the like full on smart toilets oh, where it like it's got a bidet in it, a heated seat. It sprays scent on you or whatever. Public bidet. Fuck that. I, I don't know. Listen, this, this one had like a sensor to like find where it needed to go. You didn't I used have to, the like, bidet aim. in the restaurant bathroom. <laughs> I have I have a perfect. A perfect pee. I touch nothing but my clean member. Zip up, and and now I'm supposed to go. Wait, what's touch a clean auto- member? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought that would work. <laughs> then the toilet auto flushes. And now I need to go turn on. Maybe if the sink, actually the sinks that are motion are pretty legit. Dude, you I got the whole t- touchless bathroom thing, but not even touching your wang, dude. You're all right. Not too shab. All right, but anyway, we can move on. I don't know. I think we're good with what's going on here. We got news coming up. If you let me transition here. Yes, sir. I want to do a, a check-in with our friends list at dudegrows.com. There's the friends list there. It's all our sponsors and friends and coupon codes going with different sponsors. Today, I wanted to talk about Farmhouse Hemp. Yes. Our boy Luke out of Fort Collins is up on the show. If you want to catch it, just to go over to uh, search Luke. Our Farmhouse Hemp Dude Grows. You'll find it. Great Rising product. based hemp. Squeeze His tank. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's rosin-based hemp, which is pretty interesting. Exactly. It's a great approach. Uh, Source is good flour for his products. They have the beef-flavored pet drops, as well as I can, oh, my, my parents will testify for the two different salves. One's a cayenne and eucalyptus, and one's, oh, I don't know the other one. The cayenne one's pretty nice. Just be careful. Wash your hands after applying that. <laughs> great for their arthritis, though. They dig it. Right. Um, you can also, use that one and also go to the bathroom. Is that skilled? Speaking of that, speaking of them, we should do a hit, man. They got a 2,000 milligram bottle. Uh, we're going to do a door prize, and we're going to get it going as, you, as you're as you hearing now, guys. 2,000 milligram bottle. Go to dogrows.com if you want to see that <laughs> door prize. Anyone can enter for that. Or if you want to check out any of other farmhousehemp.com products, use coupon code DUDE on their site. Shipped right out of Colorado, a few miles from Scotty. Keeping it real. Nice. And uh, I want to get into the news now. Yes, sir. and I want to get myself some of that CBD. A two thousand, it's a. I think it's a sixty mil bottle. Is the idea? Most companies are selling like the thirty mil bottles. Yeah. Okay, so it's just a double size of the thousand. Is double double. That makes sense. All right. In the news, uh, this is an organ organ vape death organ vape death patient used THC device from dispensary. There's so much said just even in the title of this thing. Right. I, you, you know what though? I was kind of saying that they're going to try to make these. Uh, these small vape companies, the bad guys, and it, we were just talking about lobbyists and whatnot. I'm trying to think who this group is, but it's like the vape, hang on, who is like the vape board or something, the American Vaping Association. Who are they? You know, who's paying their salaries? Who's got them their offices? You but know, listen to after the after the title, because a lot of people read the title and a little bit more, or they've already made their opinion from the title. Right. This paragraph reads, public health authorities in Oregon haven't determined what sickened the middle-aged adult or whether the person may have added something liquid or tampered with the device after his purchase. Well, you have nothing. Like, <laughs> right? would, how, how can you have that title? But what, who did you reach out to somebody? Who did you talk to? Oh, yeah. Check, well, I just want to say that it's so funny that they just went to the American Vape Society for all their information. 
without getting any, giving us any background who they are and, and, and what their I didn't even know there's is. American fake. What? Yeah, well, what's their agenda? Who funds them? I know Jewel, Philip Morris, and then what, they own 20% of Jewel or something like that. I'm sure they got a lot of money to start the American Vape Society or American Vape Association and program them to say exactly what they want. I just want to point out one more time. So this is the only death from vaping that they can find at all? Right. How many people are dead because of cigarettes? Hey, read, uh, do me a favor. Somebody read this. Mis- read the Mr. Burgundy comment. Who is Mr. Burgundy? Mr. Burgundy is a YouTube commenter. He obviously listens to the show. I believe All his right. name's Ron. <laughs> but he just facepalmed when, when, he, when he heard what I had to say. All right, I got it. Yeah. He goes, Scotty Real, I'm not vaping because it's safe. I'm going to vape while this- we talk about this. What's that? I'm going to vape while we talk about okay, this. Do that. Scotty Real, I'm not vaping because it's safe. Let's put it this way. One of the most dangerous things you can do is smoke cigarettes. Or drive it's a sure way. It's a sure way to die eventually. It will kill you given enough time. There's no doubt. Well, hang on a second, smoke. man. Anything, life will kill you if given enough time. There's cigarettes no are definitely going to make that way more likely to happen way sooner, uh, be it from your lungs or pulmonary disease or causing strokes or there's so much just negatives or cancer. Didn't even talk about cancer. Right, right. From cigarettes right. that are not present there with vaping. Hey, I'm just here to make amusing anecdotes. He goes, I don't think many people would argue with that. I do. No, I don't with argue with it. If vaping is even 10% less harmful, it's an improvement over smoking. As of now, research from places like the Royal College of Physicians, who were the first to point out the danger in cigarettes some 30 years before the FDA FDA begrudgingly admitted it, are saying it's like 90 to 98% less harmful. And that that falls in line with studies that have come out of Harvard Medical and John Hopkins Medical. And the American Vaping Society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that doesn't mean it's safe, and I'm not counting on those numbers to be accurate. We don't want to know the long-term effects either, <laughs> but we're starting to get an idea at this point. When it comes down to it, yes, I want to use nicotine. I don't need to explain why. Yep. I like it, and that's enough justification. Yep. I love it. Agree 100%, by the way, Mr. Burgundy. I want to use it at the risk of hurting myself. If I can lessen that risk with vaping, you're damn right I'm going to do it. It vaguely reminds me of using cannabis in a legal state. Before we got medicinal here in Missouri, I consumed yep. it for 17 years at the risk of my freedom because it helped me in other ways. And I'm sure smoking um, unknown weed was a risk on your, on, on your health as well. Who knows how I'm, much how, how much fluoromite was sprayed on it? I'm vaping at the risk of my physical health because it helps me in other ways. I'm sure you know already, but because you used it as an example, I implore you to look into some neonicotinoids, their mode of action, and their effects on different biologies. To me, nicotine is one of the least scary parts of cigarettes or vaping. Nicotine's included in some nootropic stacks that people buy. Like stuff, stuff. I, I don't think on it specifically has it, but in some nootropic stacks, nicotine is definitely in there. I just want to say I'm against vaping. And in summary, I appreciate your anecdotal evidence, but I've had the exact experience since I started vaping several years ago. My coughing has virtually vanished. My lungs are more clear than they have been since I was a teenager. I'm exercising for the first time since gym class. I can do cardio. Seriously, cardio. Right, fair, and fair enough. Running. 
I was going to say, I listened to that. Absolutely. I kind of, you know, we only know what we experience. And all I know is I smoke a lot of weed with a lot of people that vape. And maybe it's just, you know, that I don't hear my own myself cough. But I'm like, also, oh, dude, these to- guys cough. Talking about my cough, you should have heard me cough when I was smoking cigarettes. I bet. I bet. And I think that vaping is a lot safer. I do believe that it's a lot safer than smoking cigarettes. You know what? Even from a selfish standpoint, it smells so much better than those fucking cigarettes, man. Somebody can be walking, you know, a hundred feet in front of me and they're smoking a cigarette. The main, like, Damn, that stinks, man. The main problem is, you know, what it, for me, and I'm sure for you, Scotty, is having kids, pulling up to pick up my kid from school, seeing the vape clouds, seeing the companies get them locked in, right. locked in. Yeah, I, so I, I, I guess the, just what the kids are using now has changed. Kids have been smoking cigarettes in high school and middle school. Oh, for, so now for years to say that actually they're healthier now. Now we got, well, th- well no, <laughs> it, it's, I mean, would you rather than be smoking cigarettes? Cause no. 10 years ago they were doing that in that exact same spot. Instead of vapes, it was cigarettes. So, so much so. rather them smoke weed, a weed vape or something because kids want to be rebellious. I'd rather let them be rebellious on something that be it would be good for them to use for the rest of their lives and learn how to use it early than to be rebellious against and and use uh, nicotine or one of those vapes and just have a uh, you know it's a monkey on your back i think it's worse than heroin from what i'm to understand or anytime you quit and then anytime somebody lights up you just get that get that feeling you know i'm lucky i've never smoked never saw the value in it and uh, I don't have that monkey on my back like most people in the country do. Most people that look back that started smoking say, I never wished I had my first cigarette. And the thing Guru I'm pointing at with the, the vape pens, it was harder to get away with smoking. If you, I didn't smoke as a kid, I couldn't, it just didn't work. Tried. Uh, but you, you can't hide it. It's like, shit, it's on my hands, my clothes, like your parents are going to this. It's so sneaky. The vape pen shit is just, it's like, just the devil. Well, summer, I think it's the devil. I mean, but if like when I was smoking cigarettes in high school, I very easily <laughs> was able to hide that from my parents. It's that's very true. The vape, whether it's, uh, you know, for cannabis, the same thing. Those cannabis pens. Come on. It's so easy to go out and check the mail and fucking hit five chief on that pen five hits and come back ripped stoned. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So it's all kind of personal responsibility now. And I just think that it's got to be hard to have personal responsibility with something that's so addictive like nicotine. I'm I'm not saying you can't do it. And Mr. Burgundy, great points here. Thank you for uh, representing them in a really cool way. Not yelling and screaming. Scotty's a jerk. Scotty's wrong. Uh, Scotty's (laughs) dumb is my favorite one. That's my favorite two word comment. (laughs) But anyway, just just very cool. He actually says, love you, Scotty. Stay real, bud. So stay real, Mr. Burgundy. Thank you. Great conversation. All right, man. Did you find some 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 memes here? <laughs> Come on. Hey, Lemon GF, I actually was I saw him today on a on a live stream. So he's like a legend. He's like a comedy legend to me. So let's, let's <laughs> check out the Lemon GF. Remember Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. Oh, uh, that is, is pretty good. Look how unedited shot here it looks like, apparently. <laughs> I don't think, I think that is the real deal. All right. Me and Scotty kind of posing for a picture. I got a bowl coming out of my mouth, and it does look like we're getting ready to go on an excellent adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. All right. This next one is just fucking interesting. 
All right. Again, by Lemon GF. I don't know if he lives with me or if he's just spying on me, but it's one of those things where the guys rolled over. It's like two people in bed, a couple in bed. The guys rolled over, like thinking, staring of something. And the wife's like looking over his shoulder the other way saying, I wonder what he's thinking about. So it says, Mrs. Real, I bet he's thinking about cannabis. (laughs) And it says, Scotty Real. And it says what I'm thinking about. The dude is right. Too much oil goes into plastic bottles. Then the wife went and ordered all those flavored waters from Amazon. I mean, we just squeeze a fruit into the water. Damn. I hate when the dude is right. He's going to be so disappointed. Oh. <laughs> that's kind of scary. Lemon GF is in your mind, man. Oh, my God, man. He is. I must have left my Instagram live on for too long or something. <laughs> you got one on. more here from Ben there. Or it's called, titled Ben there from Stucking Boner. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because I have it? been there, man. This is when you take a huge fucking dab, and now you have to switch from automatic breathing to manual. And <laughs> guru. Those one gram dabs that we did for Denver's Dankest, I'm tapping out on those. No more. I'm looking Let's at a do more of those. Those uh, are fun. Who's the guy from Peter Griffin. Guy? Peter. Peter with his set of balls for his chin. So great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Popping up red eyed. All right. <laughs> Man, you know, I asked my wife, I was like, they still making family guys? And she's like, yeah. I was like, when did they start making those? And she's like, I don't know, like 20 years ago or something. I'm like, no way. Your cartoons just keep going and going. It's, it was on 1999 was the first Family Guy. It's been going on for 20 years. Yeah. The Simpsons, like 30 years. Well, we have something for you guys. Thought we'd make you laugh. Yes. On a little uh, called social media. What's funny out there? What do we find? And we're going to end the show with this. This is an angry Ohio man demanding his confiscated marijuana be returned. Uh, it is his recorded call into the police department, and uh, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> good find, man. Let's just roll out with that today. All right. Stay higher, my friends. Have fun. Laugh. Take your easy dude. Hi, I need to do a complaint about two Sharonville cops. They stole my f***ing weed last night. All right. Hi, uh, is this a sheriff? All right, my name's Bell. I had two cops come here last night and steal my f***ing weed, and I want it back. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was staying at a hotel last night at the night at the time. My wife had some problem. They had to call him, and my wife had my weed in their purse, and the mother cops took it. It was only like four grams, but it was really good weed. It was only like four grams, but it was like you know prestige weed, and the mother took it. And from what I know, a hundred grams is cool, right? Or am I wrong? I'm wrong. What are you talking about? A hundred grams is legal, am I wrong? What county is this? Hamilton County, a hundred grams is legal. What do you mean it's not, dude? Where have you been the past two months? Two months ago it got passed, a hundred grams. You guys don't take it, no ticket. I know I'm right here, dude. Don't try to talk to me like I'm dumb. I'm right here.
No bullshit. I want my weed back. It was only four grams, and it happened at like two thirty last night. Did those mother turn in any weed? Did they say any weed? Or I guarantee you, they put it right in their fucking pocket. Yo, man, I'll take this as far as you want to go. If you think you're gonna fuck me around with this bullshit, dude, you're wrong. I'm just gonna go over your head. I want my mother weed back. They didn't turn it in, did they? Did, did there any cops turn in any weed last night around 2.33 a.m.? I guarantee you they didn't. They stole my weed. It was only four grams. And I'm allowed to have up to 100 grams. I know the law. I know my rights. You know, and if you're not going to help me out, I'm going to go over your head. What? I don't know. Some hotel in Sharonville. But I woke up in the morning, I asked my wife where my mother weed was, and she said the cops came and took it. It was only four grams, but it was good weed. And those mother stole it. Yeah. And my wife said to them, they, she said to them, no, 100 grams is legal. And they said, Ugh, and they kind of laughed, you know, tell it to the judge kind of bullshit. Hey, I'm not trying to get all this information out, man. I just want my weed back. I, I know, dude, but I know how it all works, and I feel like you're just trying to trap me right now. And I'm not falling into that game, man. All I want is my mother weed back. Yo, can you at least answer me a question? Did them two cops that were in Sharonville last night, did they turn in any weed? And, uh, Marilyn Manson is my wife's name. But anyway, back to my point and why I called you for your help. Uh, where's my weed? Did any cop, did any Sharonville cops turn in any weed last night? Sir, I'm not trying to be unreasonable to you. I'm just asking you, answer me the simple question. Did any Sharonville cops turn in any weed last night? They didn't. They took my weed and they stuck it in their pockets. You know, my wife said it was some young guy and, and some bald fat that came here and took it. You know, they didn't give me no ticket. You know, if it's illegal, you know, they said, you know, they said they would tell it to the judge kind of bullshit. You know, where's my weed ticket then if it's not legal? They took my yeah, but anyway, I can tell this is a losing situation. I just want you to look into it. Last night, 2.30, there were two cops here that stole my weed. Yeah, and that's it. You have a good evening, sir. Thank you.